everybody. Welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 139. Before we get going here, I just want to make sure that you guys uh, help us out as best you can here. Um, if you can retweet us, if you can share us, get us out to your friends, family, other Sharks fans, uh, get more people in here. We can have these conversations. That's what makes this uh, so much fun for me, at least. And that's all I care about is how much fun I'm having. So, um, Aaron, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. 2022. <laughs> Think about that one. Yeah. Yes. Anything to say about it? No, anything. No. Okay. Because 2020 was no good. 2021, not much better. 2022, are we looking up? We looking down? Well, it's still COVID. Okay. Right? I just heard this described the other day. Uh, We were heading into our junior year of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, you know... Going, it's almost been two years. Well done, right? Yeah, coming up in about a month. Hey man, we got to pick your major and we got to graduate here. Okay, exactly. It's getting serious now. Get on top of it. Okay, yeah. good stuff. But now uh, we know what we're doing. You know, that's <laughs> true. Got the GEV stuff out the way. Okay, yep. um, I think. Uh, do we want to jump into? We're not going to talk about today's game just yet. Barn burner uh, on both ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just craziness. I don't know what that was, but yeah, just absolutely nuts, <laughs> bonkers craziness. So, uh, what we are going to talk about are the games that did not happen. Uh, postponed games. We had uh, Vancouver, mm-hmm. Edmonton, and Anaheim. Not necessarily in that order, although I think I did get that correct. Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I'm not looking at the board there, folks. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, yeah. So, three games probably going to be made up during the Olympic break. Uh, that will not be. Right, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, there's not going to be the NHL players in the exactly. Olympics. I think there was a three-week break into the sk- built into the schedule. Mm. Um, so a lot of these games that were postponed are going to be made up during that time, which I also think there's, there's a couple of teams that didn't have any games postponed, and they don't want them to be idle for three weeks. Right. Uh, that wouldn't you know exactly be fair. So I think we're going to see some reworked schedules coming around. Um, maybe some games moved around, which is great because they because of the three week Olympic break, and I think the All Star breaks included in that. Mm. They crunch the schedule down, I think, a little bit more than it normally is. So they might be able to build or move a game or two here and there, so there's less back to backs, a right. little bit more fresher. So we'll see. I think that's I think it's a good thing uh, for the NHL to have kind of a break. I mean, the All Star break's always there, but it's not as long as a three week break for yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. So um, I think uh, we're going to see a better product because the guys will be, you know, fresher and, and ready to go. You know, it's interesting too because you've got the 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 whole Olympic break thing, right? So those guys that were supposed to be missing, but you've also got um, the, the the teams that had to make up games from being on the COVID list, but they got time off, whereas the Sharks yeah. didn't. I, yeah. I'm still bitter about this. Um, <laughs> You're not the only one. It's, it's ridiculous, yeah. though, right? Okay, so the Sharks are missing, what, seven players and then an eighth from injury or whatever, fine. Um, but, I mean, that's you, you got half your squad as AHL players, but we I, had to play through it. But, no, these other guys. I think the NHL screwed up, and I think they know they did, yeah. and they didn't want to do the same thing to other teams. So yeah. they said, okay, this is that was too much yeah. for that long. I don't think they realized that they were going to be out that long either. Um, and they probably didn't realize how no depth the Sharks had. For, <laughs> and they did okay. They did all right. Yeah. But I, I think um, I think they realized, like, oh, this isn't a one-off thing. This could be happening to other teams. Right. And we're going to have to change our policy up, which I don't even – they don't really have, like, a formal – I don't believe the formal policy of if this many players are yeah. out, then you get to cancel or postpone or whatever. Right, right. So, so they've got a lot of games to make up, though, I guess mm-hmm. was the point. In this. So um, being able to kind of take this – uh, this time where the players aren't going to be going to the Olympics, maybe they can squeeze in some of those games 
from from those missed opportunities to play in, in there as well. So hopefully they get the whole schedule back on track and not a whole lot changes. Because I'm sure people have already got their tickets figured out and when they can go yeah, and when I they know. can't, traveling and all other stuff. That's part of the problem. And then the yeah. other part of the problem is the three weeks that they uh, were going to be at the Olympics, the arenas, like the San Jose Arena, Ooh. filled it up with a bunch of other events. So, like, I want to say Disney on Ice sure. and some other stuff that, that Monster comes Monster Jam or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they go on the ice with Monster Jam during... Not on the ice, but... Well, they cover the ice. Okay, sure. They don't melt the ice, they no, cover it. No, but they do that at, at SAP. I've seen them, they, uh, they advertised it before. Cool stuff. What? Oh, no, during yeah. the off-season, yeah, yeah, yeah. when there's no ice. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's on the ice. <laughs> Everything. Whenever you go to a concert, they don't melt the ice and yeah, then no, redo no, no. it all. They, just, they they cover it. Uh huh. So right. That's that's yeah. why I feel like after after concerts or anything that's there, and they you know they lay the mats out and then they put everything on top of it. I swear that the ice is not as good. Like it's it's hard to explain, but I feel like it dents into the ice. Like it doesn't crack it or break it, but there's like little divots. You'll see the puck bounce more. It's hmm. not smooth. It's not a smooth sheet of ice anymore. I don't know. Seems whatever. like the purpose of the Zamboni, but that's okay. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, so so the, no Olympic thing. Now, there were some mixed feelings about this, not just from fans, but also from players. Uh, I know some of the fans, like, we had uh, some mixed feelings on this, on this show. Uh, Aaron, you were saying you didn't really care for NHL players playing in the Olympics. You like it being more of kind of the everyman. Um, the the top of the line, what? No, no? I do like the Olympic, the NHL players. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, then we agreed. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I thought we had a difference here. We didn't. No. Oh, well, okay. I mean, in other sports, I, I think what you're saying or what I said was in other sports they don't send their main guys. Okay. Which is why the or the Olympics with the NHL players is so much more fun. Okay. Because you know all the players yeah. versus like. Like, I know in soccer, when they do the Summer Olympics, for the men's team, the women's team can send whoever they want, so they always send their women's national teams, sure. their normal ones. The men's, um, you're only allowed, like, I think, two, I want to say, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think it's two players over 23. Okay. So most of the professional players aren't going. It's more of the amateur or the up-and-coming super young right, guys right, right. that are going to go. Um, so it's a much different game. You don't really know everyone. and um, I mean, it's kind of exciting, but not as exciting yeah. as, like, you know, you're sending your entire, you know, Brazil probably win all the time, so they're just like, no, oh, yeah. we're going to change the rules here to give everyone a chance to for medal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I think for me the the, uh, the argument was I want to see the best players, period. It's the Olympics. That's what the Olympics are kind of about mm-hmm. is uh, what can the human body do, right, in these situations, and you want to send the best, even if they're professionals and paid for it. Um, that's, that's, you know, those are the best athletes at that, uh, that particular skill set, right? So I, I like seeing that. Uh, some folks maybe don't agree with that. That's totally fine. Uh, but for, I guess, for us on this show, wow, we agree. Right. <laughs> for once. Amazing. It's <laughs> insane. Um, so <laughs> I guess uh, Brad Marchand, uh, we, we talked about people uh, and their opinions, but the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marchand, maybe not too happy about this. So you've got a tweet here, and we have to be careful with... I'll, I'll edit it. Yeah, little. okay. All right, good. So you go ahead. Take it away. All right. So this Brad Marchand tweeted this out. This was after, I think, the, the NHL had announced that the players will not be going. He said, the NHL and the NHLPA can change the rules of the CBA to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money, which has already been agreed upon that the players will pay back an escrow until the owners are made whole from what they have lost during this pandemic, regardless of how many games are missed. Yet they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so they can honor the agreement they made so the NHL players can go. Please tell me that's not expletive. (laughs) And for all of you who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. 
clearly he's he's upset. I mean, that's kind of I I didn't look to see if he got fined for that. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but um, it's it's a pretty heavy-handed comment yeah. to me. Like you're making that to your company essentially. Like you're you're calling out your company. He's like calling on owners. Yeah. I, I, Which his team has an owner. I mean, like, yeah, right, right. I don't know. It's that's. Uh, I'm. Sur- I would be surprised if he didn't get a little slap on the wrist for that one too. But who knows? It's Brad Marchand. He can lick people's faces, and it doesn't seem to matter. So right. <laughs> oh, you thank know, you funny. for that. <laughs> I have Marchand on my fantasy team, and of my course. team's name is Marchand's Tongue, and it's the picture of him licking the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I like you just a little bit less. <laughs> Me or Marchand? You. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um. It's kind of funny because the NHL, I think before they made the announcement, there were some players that were coming out saying that they were worried about it and didn't want to get stuck because if they tested positive, I think China was making everyone stay for three weeks, I think, in quarantine if they were to test positive. Hmm. Um, And that's, you know, then the problem would be, I think it's three weeks long, but it's obviously you'd be gone for for longer than you should be over in China. Right. And they would miss NHL games, which means they wouldn't get paid if they miss NHL games. That was the the big deal. And so eventually they were like, okay, we're just not going to send our players now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have anything else to add to that, to be honest with you. it's I, I kind of agree with them. You know, it's... it's um, you agree players, with who? Well, I kind of agree with Brad in, in a way because, you know, it's the, the players. Let them represent their countries. You guys have already said that we're okay doing this from beforehand. And now things change up, and I can understand the the teams wanting to protect their assets and wanting to protect their season and their their season ticket sales and all that. I can understand all that, but at the same time, it's you're kind of going back on your word a little bit here, you know. And it's not like we didn't know about COVID. We knew, right? Right. <laughs> so we kind of knew that this could happen. I, I don't know. I, I, I it, it's easy to see it from both perspectives, but um, as much as I don't like to agree with Brad Marchand. Um, in this sense, I think I'm leaning leaning his way. So um, there you have it. I don't know. What do you think? Which which way would you lean here? I think they should have let the players decide. Yeah. I, I side with Marchand here. Like, if players don't want to go, like, they, you know, team countries will name their teams. Here's who we want to bring. And then those individual players that say, I don't feel comfortable yeah. going. I'm going to stay. Then they can replace them with someone else. Right. Totally fine. I mean, it would be a pain and a headache, but for the person putting, sure, for the teams putting their teams together. But... Um, I mean, I would I would imagine that before announcing the rosters that they would have a talk with everyone to say, hey, sure. do you want to go? If yeah. not, then we'll get somebody else. But, you know, that doesn't always happen. I but, mean, they're still going to have a team, right? Yes. They're still going to put that's, a team together. That's the thing, like, who's going to be going? Is it gonna, right. We're going to be seeing, I guess, like the last Olympics where it was NHL players that are retired that could still play. Sure. And then... Amateurs, sure. College ranks, kind of filling in. So I guess the question then is, I mean, <laughs> what's the main difference then? Is it's not about health because you're still sending people, right? It's not about well, the NHL. Yeah, the NHL. People. That's the difference. The right? NHL didn't want it. They're protecting their assets. That's what it is. Is yeah, they're protecting their absolutely. assets. They're protecting their dollar. That that's was. What it is. That's exactly the reason they didn't go the last Olympics. Was yeah. I think there was a problem between. There's a disagreement between the NHL and the Olympic Committee of who's covering what for insurance purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone gets hurt, like, would the, would the Olympics be covering the cost of right. them missing time? Or is that going to be the owners? And that, it's, of course, it comes down to money. It always yeah. comes down to money. Yeah. And ratings. And, and I don't blame the NHL because they are a business. And the NHL, more than any other sport, major sport, relies on gate sales than uh, TV deals. 
Like other like football, basketball, they have, and baseball have major TV deals that mm-hmm. they they get so much revenue from that alone that they don't really need to fill the gates, yeah. which is why there's so many empty stadiums everywhere for yeah. those games. Um, but yeah, they 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 need their and you're not going to go to a, if you're a Washington Capitals fan and you get to go to one game a year and Ovechkin's not there. Do you want to go? No. No. Like, you know, those superstar players right. are what draws people to go. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Well, it's going from uh, <laughs> from the topic of TV deals. Uh, ESPN Plus had the Arizona Coyotes, uh, San Jose Sharks games. Uh, this, this this is the first one here of this, this week. Right. right. How's that yeah. for a segue? Um, <laughs> goodness, I'm on fire here. Um, yeah, no, that was a heck of a game. Most goals scored combined... Uh, by any team, pair of teams this season thus mm-hmm. far, uh, eight to seven was the final score. Now well, it was, was a shootout. But. Shootout was the eight, but it was seven to seven. Yeah. This was one of those ones where it was just back and forth, back and forth. No one could get a hold of the game, and uh, you know, <laughs> and maybe I'll talk a little bit more about it a, a little bit later on. But I don't know if there's something you wanted to say first about this game in particular <laughs> that you saw, that you that you liked, that you didn't like. Uh, anything, but I've, I've certainly got my my point that I want to touch on. So, uh, is there anything you want to bring up first? Uh, I was going to go to this game, but ended up not going, oh. and I kind of regret it now. But I ended up going to the Philly game. So, I mean, I got to see some yeah. in-person hockey this week. Uh, but uh, it was a crazy game. I'm sitting on the couch watching it going, oh, why didn't I go to this game? Because <laughs> there were so many goals. It also took forever. The Seattle game that we went to. Yeah. Remember it finished at like 9.45, 9.50. It was like the game was over. So fast. This game, I think, ended... Uh, granted, it went to overtime in a shootout, but it was still... I think by regulation, I think it ended at 10 after 10. Like another 20 minutes because wow. there's just so many goals. Yeah. Um, it was a fun game. It was back and forth. It really felt like an old school hockey game where goalies just didn't matter. Like, why do you even have a goalie in? You should just play six on six like with pre, empty nets. butterfly. Yeah. 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 It was just... It was crazy. Um... But it was exciting. Like, it was an exciting game. And I all I could think was, this is on ESPN, which is it's nationally broadcast. Like, how many people actually tuned in and are like, ah, Sharks and Coyotes, yeah. right? Yeah. And it ended up being the highest scoring game in the NHL <laughs> this season. It's like, oh, it was an exciting game. Yeah. No, it certainly was. Uh, the, the one thing that I wanted to bring up, and um, I, you guys who have watched the show, if you're fans of the show, if you're not, first of all, hello and welcome. Um, but for those returning... You know that I don't have the biggest problem with Eric Carlson. Um, I, I like the player. I think he brings a lot offensively. Uh, however, I'm kind of tired of seeing the lack of urgency in the defensive zone, specifically in the house. He's so good at gliding the puck across the blue line offensively. Mm-hmm. He does the exact same gliding through the crease trying to play defense, and it bugs me. Um, I've seen him time and time again now, uh, specifically in this game. Uh, just watching the replays, the highlights of the game uh, again, and seeing him just kind of standing there when the puck is he's it's in the crease. Mm-hmm. Lawson Krause is in there, he's banging away, and here's Eric Carlson just like, dude, you gotta. He's waiting for the puck to squirt out so he can take it. Come on, man! Come that's on, why, man! That's how I feel like he plays defense. Is he's, he's waiting to transition. To yeah, and you know what's funny is I, I I tell my son this too. Now I don't just try to outthink all the time, right? Sometimes you just need to outwork, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I tell him this. There's a lot of times he'll carry the puck in. He's, he's going one-on-one with the defender, and he's kind of shifting one way, and he's shifting another way, and he's trying to outthink. I'm saying, dude, if you're faster, just be faster. Just blow by the guy. Who cares, right? 
And that's what I feel like with Eric Carlson. Offensively, there are times where he's just, he's thinking, 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 and it works. On the defensive side of it, it does not work. <laughs> thinking, thinking, thinking does not work. Take a page out of Mario Ferraro's book, who he's missed dearly this week. Uh, take a page out of his book and just move your legs. That's it. Just just move your legs as fast as you can. Get there as fast as you can. Tie them up as quick as you can. Uh, be a nuisance. Be heavy. Be And it's hard to say for Eric Carlson to be heavy, but Mario Ferraro's not exactly the biggest guy either. So... I don't know. I, I see him gliding around. I see him standing still and trying to think, well, what happens if the puck comes up? No, just go get it, man. Just go knock that guy over or bump him or something, anything. But you just don't see it out of him. And it bugs me because as much as I like him offensively and I can see what he brings to the table offensively, defensively, it's just I, I get nothing, <laughs> man. Seriously, though. And I'm not expecting body checks out of Eric Carlson. Like, realistically, come on. You can't expect body checks Hip out of checks. Eric Carlson. Just get a shoulder on the guy. Do something. Then he's going to separate his shoulder and he'll be uh, out for a month. The guy's made of glass, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just not his game. It's like that's like yelling at Shimmick to not do more with the puck. What are you looking at me for? Why I'm just you- like... <laughs> You get mad at Carlson for not playing defense. That's not what he's there for. He, yes, he is. He is there for that. That's part of the game. That's part of the game. The, the five-man unit needs to play well together defensively. When the guy who's down low in the house is not protecting the house, you're not doing your job. The wingers aren't supposed to be down on the house. The wingers are supposed to be protecting the points, right? He's a defenseman. That's his area, and he's sitting there staring at it. That, to me, I don't know. There, there's There's got to be more from Eric Carlson in terms of urgency. Again, I'm not asking him to be Doug Murray knocking people on the ground. That's not what I'm asking for. But I am asking for some sort of effort to tie up a stick or something, and you're just not getting it. Yeah. So that's my whole issue with Eric Carlson right there. I have no problems with him offensively. Again, he may not. I mean, I think he's still on a point-per-game pace. But even if up, he's but... not on a point-per-game pace, even if he no. wasn't, you can see what he brings. You can see what he's capable of. You can see how he elevates other players' games, uh, even if they don't score. He's giving them opportunities. But on the defensive end, dude, it's just <laughs> killing me. Well, you got some comments going. I hope. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off my brother because there was a tweet oh. from Corey, okay. who was here last week. I didn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have it pulled up. But uh, the game against Philadelphia, Eric Carlson had more scoring chances on the ice for than. Uh, for his ice time than all of Philadelphia did for the game. Like, that's that's what he's there for. See, how do you Scoring hate on chances. that, right? How do you hate on that? He's not a point per game. He's at 22 points in 27. Okay. Close. He's close. I mean, it's close. close. But he's doing it from the blue line, too. Let's give him right. a break. Offensively, yeah. let's give him a break. Defensively, buddy. I, I like this quote from Kellen Foster here. Uh, what did they say about Goudreau? Something to the fact that there are plenty of sports cars in the league, but you can always use a Jeep. And I like that because <laughs> I have a Jeep. It's a great, it's a great quote. That's why Goudreau is going to be in the league a long time. Anyway, that's it's no, I like semi-related. It. You know? I like it. You, in in this case, Carlson is the sports car. Yes, you have a sports car playing in a tank position, usually, <laughs> right? He's out maneuvering. Yes, everyone yes, else. Yeah. Anyway. Now you're just gonna, so, you're gonna so, get all the haters joining in. So on that's today. that's my problem with Eric Carlson. <laughs> it has nothing to do with dollar amount. It has nothing to do with length of contract. It has nothing to do with point production and all that. Stuff. It has everything to do with just I want to call it just effort in the paint. Even like on the wall, he's fine. I think. I think even on the wall, he's fine. 
But when it comes to anything in front of the net, it's you just there's no urgency whatsoever. Yeah. So it bothers me. Anyway, <laughs> therapy sessions for me. Thank you, Fin Factor. <laughs> How does it make you feel? <laughs> Get on with it. Are we going to say? Are we moving <laughs> on from this game now? I hope so. Yeah, let's go. All right. You said you went to the Philadelphia game. I did. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. We got there kind of late because, you know, we had to deal with getting a babysitter and all that mm. stuff. So uh, we got there right before the Sharks scored two quick goals in the second period. And we got to see both of them in person, which is nice. Um, and then we saw the turnover <laughs> by Timo Meyer. There's about uh, four minutes left in the game, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they were breaking up the ice, and he gets about, I think, to the center line and turns the puck over, and they turn around right away and score uh, to tie up the game. And at that point, uh, Bugner had had enough of Timo's boneheaded move, and he benched him. And I didn't notice until overtime. I'm like, well, that's weird. First of all, who they started in overtime was it Cogliano? Yeah, or I can't remember who it was, but it was Bonino definitely... or someone? It was, yeah, it was not, it was not Timo. Yes. And I was like... Okay, something's off if these two guys are starting. That's just so odd. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, where's... I never saw Timo. That's that's weird. Uh, I mean, it didn't matter because Hurdle scored and got the winner, but... Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. Put it in the chat. I think it was Nieto. It was Nieto. I think I was it was Nieto. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, you know, interesting choice. I was thinking speed. Speed, a little more defensive ability because they probably got either Burns or Carlson on the yeah. back end, right? Okay, maybe it makes sense. That's kind of interesting. No, they were just benching Timo. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's no thought process you, behind that other than let's just sit Timo down. You bench Timo, and you don't have many other options, right? That like, is you true. You kind of look at the bench, and you're like, okay, uh, what we got? Couture. Dolan was out at the time, and Dolan was also benched, yeah. right? Um, was he benched or hurt? He was benched. No, he played in that game, and he also got benched. Yeah, so he was there. So yeah. Dolan and Timo got benched. Right. That severely limits your options for overtime. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was Couture and Nieto that started out. Right. Um, someone just, Anthony Sanchez just Thank you. talked about it. Uh, and it was the Long Beach native. Thank you, Kellen. Um, I know because we all got shots at the bar, is what Kellen just said. I don't know what he's okay. talking about. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, but it was still an exciting game, and that was a much low-scoring game compared to the other two sandwiched between it. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just like it was. Yeah. It was a fun game. It was also the most people I've seen in the arena since uh, I guess I've been going back to Sharks games. Yeah. Uh, since since COVID, yeah. so twelve people. Uh, no, like it was. I would say it was like when you look around and you look at everyone's seats, and it wasn't 100 percent full, but it was probably 90 percent full. And it was loud. Wow. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, I was like, there was not a lot of empty seats, um, and you could feel it in the crowd. Like you could just, like it was such a different feeling uh, than it has been in some other games. I mean, especially you look at the Coyotes game that was yeah. two days before that, uh, and you see it on TV. You're just like, wow, there's nobody there. I mean, probably because it was Arizona. I think that's part of it. That's fair. Philly people probably got tickets after Christmas. They're still home for the holidays, and. I don't know. Probably just a bunch of factors like that, and they, they it was it was pretty full. I was pretty happy. Well, the, the Philly there was probably a lot of people there because uh, they had their tickets before they realized Kevin Kurz was going to be leaving uh, right. for the Islanders. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably why it was. Because Kevin has stated time and time again, "Yes, I'm from Philly. No, I'm not a Flyers fan." <laughs> but it's fun to make fun of it a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, I like sure. poking fun. <laughs> Kevin, we still like you. We miss you, sort of. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So, 
<laughs> this show is going great, by the way. Um, it's been so a long two weeks. It, it really has. And welcome back for those of you who are who are here. Uh, once again, if you can uh, share us out, we can use all the help we can get right now. <laughs> oh boy, we're going back and forth like crazy. Um, we have uh, a clip here from Coach Bob Bugner talking about benching Timo Meyer, though. Yes, uh, Timo's asked, or uh, Timo Bugner was asked about Timo being benched, and uh, because Timo was is the number one scorer on, yeah. the, on the team, like why would you do that going into overtime? Um, so here here is his response to Timo being benched. Well, I obviously didn't like the turnover on the second goal, and uh, um, you know we we continuously talked about that. And listen, Timo's been our best player, one of our best players all year, and uh, um, you know, and you got to hold everybody to the same standard and hold everybody accountable. And uh, especially after last game and what we talked about mismanaging pucks and and uh, you know not getting them deep and. Uh, managing the clock and the, and, the, and the score of the game and all those things, I just thought it was an opportunity where uh, um, you know we were going to make sure that uh, um, you know we, we just set a standard. So I think uh, I think you had to nip things in the butt here, early kind of in the season. Still not halfway, because to me, look at last year, Evander Kane, leading scorer on the team, yeah. starts getting away with lazy. Yep bad plays in the game stuff outside of outside of the outside of the game whatever but um i think they learned their lesson with that and they want to nip things before yeah. it snowballs like it's it's sending a message to everyone on the team that hey you could be our best player you could be our worst player maybe they wouldn't say worst player but you're not our best player <laughs> and if you do anything like this you're going to get benched right and it's that's the message that was sent no, and, and I like that it's there's a consistency there. They talked about this before the season started, that we need to be uh, consistent with it regardless of what player it is. We have a certain way that we're expecting you to play, a certain way that we're expecting you to act and behave and conduct yourself. And uh, in this case, it wasn't all those other things. It was just, you know, a turnover. But that's, hey, again, it, like he's saying, it doesn't matter uh, what player you are on this team, what role you have. If you're going to play in such a way that is putting us behind – then you're not going to end up playing here. So I'm um, not playing here, but playing in that that uh, instance. So yeah, he did what uh, what he set out to do. He mm-hmm. he said I, we're going to bench these guys if that's the case, and that's exactly what he did. Timo sat down, and you know, kudos to him. It's not like he sat him. You know, oh, uh, the game was close, and you did a bad thing, so I'm sitting you down. Um, you know, we're up by a goal, whatever. No, this was this is overtime, yeah. right? I mean, the game's on the line. Points are on the line here. And he stuck to his guns and said, no, I'm, this is what we said. So, um, you know, my hat's off to Coach Bob for uh, sticking to it. I think this last season in this situation, if it was Evander Kane that was out there and Evander Kane screwed up or something, but they needed the goal, we saw this before and they mentioned exactly. this before. Yeah. We would have played him, right? Because we didn't have a choice. Or we, you know, No, not this season. This season, it's a then little bit Then you would have scored the goal and everyone would have said redemption. Exactly. <laughs> the coach believed in him. Yeah. And okay. even though he messed up, he still went back to him and he scored a goal. You know, it's it's it could go either way. It's funny how you spin the storyline. Right? Yeah. Uh, everyone's talking about how it was a mistake. But everyone's also talking about how Vlasic should be getting benched and is not. So... You're going to get benched unless you're... They wrote Vlasic, but he meant Vlasic. <laughs> <laughs> Spell checkers. Um, yeah, so, okay, so you got... You, how about you? What do you think about that with the, with Vlasic? Do you feel that he needs to sit out for a bit here? Um, I don't know that it, he's as bad as Shimmick has been recently. I say, I thought Shimmick was get on... He's Not that he's good, but he's been getting better. 
I think. All right. Okay. I think he's landing some hits and doing what he's yeah, supposed yeah, to do. Yeah. Um, I think Corey also threw out the stat that he is the best at standing up players at the blue line in the okay. league, okay. which is amazing. Um, granted, he's a smaller sample size since he doesn't get as many minutes. But um, to me, benching Vlasic, I think we will see that this happen happen this season. Just not right now because they don't have Mario in the lineup. Yeah. When Mario's back in the lineup, they can afford to bench Vlasic. I think right now... They just, they can't do it. I think, uh, was it Malosh or Malok? Malosh. Malok? Malosh? Malok, not going to work here. <laughs> I think it's number 53. Um, that guy, um, I think it's Malosh. He, he's actually been playing okay. I saw him, I don't know if it was today, but it was during this week. Um, I saw him really stepping up and throwing his body around. And I think it was today, actually. Uh, I mean, it was to the point where the guys were getting to the blue line, just dumping in and turning away, and he would lurch forward. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're not going to just dump it in and turn. I'm going to hit you, right? So it was uh, kind of uh, it was nice to see. There was, there was that, you know, I'm not going to just, um, you know, let the game kind of just go by. I'm going to do something, as whatever I can. Even if we're losing big time, I'm going to try to do something. Um, so I appreciated that. Now, going back to Shimmick and seeing his game specifically today, um, I think it was the the first goal against mm-hmm. where he it's I think it was it was two on two going in and Rodriguez had the puck on um, going in to the net he, on the left hand side and he's just you know got the puck on the left no problem stick handle stick handle and Schimmick drops to a knee and lays a stick down as if he's blocking a pass he kind of he bit I think because I watched this recently he cut to the net because he's on his he's right handed shot. Rodriguez cut yeah. to his right to go to the center. Shimmick, I think, bit that he was like, he kind of stumbled and kind of like thought he was going to shoot it. Already went down yeah. to a knee. Then Rodriguez goes, oh, you're going to be off your skate? Then I'll cut inside. That's yeah. what happened. So he, Rodriguez, hats off to Rodriguez, um, read that. Literally? Yeah, because he got a hat trick. Oh, man, this guy oh. is just on fire tonight. Um, no, but seriously, like he, he he saw him drop to a knee and said, okay, fine, I'll cut inside on you. But... I mean, stay on your skates. There's no reason to leave your skates there. It wasn't a two-on-one, and you're not Brent Burns, right? So there's no reason to do the human Zamboni, uh, first of all. Second, again, if you if you drop to a knee and you're coasting outside of that lane, you're giving up the middle. Why would you do that, right? I, yeah. I, that I don't understand. I, yeah. I, it, he didn't stand him up at the blue line. That's that's where he's good. Sure. When it's in his zone, he's not as good as... Uh, I don't know if I agree. I think he's, I think he's solid... Uh, Body-wise, body-on-body, I think you saw it. In that instance, he didn't bother putting body-on-body. Mm-hmm. He tried to block a pass by dropping to a knee and putting his stick down. Yeah, can you imagine if he just stood him up and just knocked yeah, just him? just knock him over. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. You, um, want, you want to hear an amazing stat yeah, from go the ahead. game today? Go ahead. Uh, Carlson and Middleton were both a plus one <laughs> in an eight to six loss. Vlasic was a minus three. I know plus minus is not the best, but it's telling when you lose eight to six eight and five. you're a plus one. Eight five? Yeah. Sorry, eight five. Yeah, even better, eight five, and they they were a plus one. Yeah, that's going back to Carlson being terribly defensive. Well, yeah, he I mean, he he was he was I he know. was on the ice I know, for a I know, few of them, but he was you know he again he contributes well enough offensively that can kind of put a band aid over that, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> Mr. Sandpaper, is it too late to get the coach from Vancouver? Because oh. they're eight zero oh, and one right now oh, since he got hired. Yes, it's, it's too late. Uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Yo, no, uh, he was in Anaheim for a long time, and then he was in oh uh, uh, Boudreaux. No, 
Boudreau. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Boudreau. Boudreau. Yeah. yeah. Um, you'll see Bruce Boudreau's teams. Yo. They always, like, the first two years that he's there, they do amazing. Yeah. And then they tail off, which is why he got fired. Why he got fired from And Anaheim every tried job. to bring him back a second time to get him to do it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway. So now he's in Vancouver, and they're 8 and one <laughs> So you expect them to go 0-8-1 uh, after this now? No. Or it's just the first couple seasons? First couple of seasons. Ah. So he's going to turn them around. I mean, they're a good team. Vancouver's a good team. They sure. just couldn't put it together. They got the personnel. Yes. Yeah. The Sharks are lacking the personnel that Vancouver has. I'll say that. Right away, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this on, because uh, Super Jason put it on the screen. It says, tip us on Venmo, at the Fin Factor. If you would like to not have any of your uh, sponsor or donation, whatever, go to uh, Google and YouTube and all those guys. Uh, please feel free to use Venmo, and if you have a message there, uh, assuming one of us has got it open and we're paying attention to it, we will happily read that uh, out on the show here. So, thank you for that. Oh, you can also use Super Chat, by the way. Um, if Lundy's here, I know Lundy's probably going to throw a dollar away. Right. He's awesome. Anyway. Oh, I took a picture for Lundy of Braun because he was right in front of me at the game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when Philly was Is that him? No, I meant to, and I forgot. It's on my phone, so I'll send it. I'll send it over to you, Lundy. I don't think he's in here right now. So speaking of the Pittsburgh game, they come off to a horrendous <laughs> start. Now that's that's one way of putting it. Now yeah. the the one of of uh, Hedekin's keys to the game <laughs> was a strong start. I guess he wasn't specific enough as to who needed the strong start right. uh, because wow. So there's a bad start in the first period, which is like you know get scored three four times. Um, this was comically horrific. <laughs> 6-1 after the first. I mean, I'm glad that they got the one, I guess, but but to let in six. Now, what was the stat with the four goals? I think uh, it was the fastest four goals against in NHL history. No way. Something like that. I can't believe that. Something was, really? I, I, it, there was a stat. They put it up on the screen. Oh. It was pretty bad. Now, if we're trying to draw a positive from this, again, there was a fifth and a sixth goal and we didn't make a record for that. So somebody was worse on the fifth and sixth goals. <laughs> That's true. I I was shocked that they didn't pull Reimer after the fourth goal. Yeah. I thought for sure. <clears throat> definitely by the fifth. Yeah. And then when they got the sixth, it's like, okay, you better switch them out at the period. period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, they came out better in the second. And then definitely in the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when, uh, when they went into the first break, I go, you know what's going to happen? They're probably going to come back from this. And be short a goal and yep. give up an empty netter. Kind of felt the same. <laughs> and it was way. close. It was so close because they did they get they did get within a goal, but they didn't they gave up a real goal and then the empty netter. Yes, it was so. it was six five and then they gave up a real goal because of uh, Nieto got a penalty. Yeah, in the last few minutes, which is rare. Bob did not like the call. <clears throat> uh, Bob was not happy with the call. Oh, fastest franchise history to four goals. Franchise history. Yes. Well, Pittsburgh in Sharks history. In Sharks history. Is that right? Maybe that's right. If that's correct, thank you for correcting us. <laughs> that one. Uh, yeah, no. Man, it, the Sharks have had some bad teams too in the nineties. <laughs> and that, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I so I had hockey practice with the kids this morning. I, we it ended at uh, I think ten. By the time I got home, <laughs> four nothing. I was finishing watching the Liverpool Chelsea game, and I was like, oh, the game started. I'll switch over. Uh, yeah. And I turned on it's four nothing. I was like, "What? What did I miss?" And I think I tweeted out. I said, "I said, uh, so I just got back from uh, the kids' hockey practice or whatever. What did I miss?" <laughs> you know, as a joke. 
And then later on, uh, my, my dad came over, gave me a nice haircut. Thank you, Dad. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, hey, so I just got my hair uh, haircut. Uh, how are we doing? And that was when they came back. It was six to five. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it just a really wonky, goofy game. Um, Sachenko, yes, I agree. I think he should have came in after the fourth goal. Um, to me, it wasn't so much that Reimer was that bad. It was that yeah. if you're going to play like this, yep. why even bother wasting him? You know Aiden Hill's playing in the AHL he, for, for his conditioning stint. Yep. You're probably going to have to go back to Reimer for the next game anyway. Why bother continue playing him? If you're going to waste him right now, throw Sachenko to the walls. Do it. I think uh, they didn't want to do that to Sachenko. They didn't want to do him dirty his first Angel game where he relieves. They were probably like, let's just get to the first period. Yeah. And then we'll talk. I'll raw raw the group. We'll say thanks to Reimer. Sorry for, you know, leaving you hanging out to dry for most of these goals. And then kind of pump up Sachenko, get him stretch, probably better stretching, you know, when he's in the locker room and get ready, mentally yeah. ready. So I think that's part of it. But I also didn't. Th- I also think that they didn't think they were going to score two more goals <laughs> to get six goals against in one period. That's brutal. I mean, his stat well, line here: James Reimer, six forty-seven save percentage. <laughs> And that is, <clears throat> and what's great is, you know, he was at nine hundred something, yeah. right? That only brought him down to nine nineteen. Oh. Still better than what we've had the last three wow. seasons. Like that's okay. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. In fact, I had tweeted. Uh, I think it was Corey uh, the other uh, during the game. I said, "What did that do to his stat line?" And someone else had replied, like. Um, and he also said, hold on, where is it? Oh, no, this is awkward. Uh, so after the Seattle game on 12-14, the one that we went to, yeah. his save percentage was 936. Okay. Rhymers. He's allowed 15 goals on 88 shots in the three games since to bring it down to 919. Wow. So I would say that's a market correction. Because okay. he's Rhymers is a good goalie, but he's he should not be in the top five right. he's not of the NHL. Yeah. Exactly. And... Here's a good example of why. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's just a market correction. But here. to be fair, I think his save percentage and, I mean, goals against everything this game would have been a lot better if the Sharks didn't constantly leave him out to dry. Absolutely. There were so many odd man breaks, so many blown defensive coverage. Um, it, it just, it was, it was again, laughable. It was, it was really, really bad just <clears throat> watching this game, seeing how broken their defense looked in that first period. Now... We've talked about this team and its identity and it needing an identity. And does it have an identity? And I think we've kind of settled in on what this team's identity is, whether or not you and I necessarily agree on this. I don't know. But I feel like this is the team that they lack the talent. They lack the depth, I think I should say. They don't Mm -hmm. lack the talent. They have talent, but they do lack the depth. And this is a team that's going to get beat up in a lot of games, but you don't really see them give up. That yeah. I think is this team's identity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't see a lot of times like oh, if a team is just losing, 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 they say, "Oh, well, this team has no identity." Well, no, their identity is that they suck. That's their identity. <laughs> like they, just because they're they're bad team doesn't mean they they don't have an identity, right? For for this team, I think that's what it is. What it comes down to is they're just they're probably going to get beat up most nights, but it's not for lack of effort, except for Eric Carlson in the paint. Um, beyond that, it's not for a lack of effort. They're always out there at least pushing and trying. And I will say this, and you guys know this, anybody who's watched the show, 
Mario Ferraro for me is that example of how you play the game the right way, no matter what the score is, always moving and grooving, always pushing hard, always battling. Um, I, I love the way that he plays, and for him to not be in this game, I don't think it's a coincidence that it got so out of hand uh, in that first period. Uh, although, again, I, I do have to say, again, I like the way that uh, Malosh played. I think it's Malosh. I, I like the way that he was playing the game. He, he was uh, constantly going for that, mm-hmm. that hit. Um, so, again, I think that's this team's identity. It doesn't mean that they're good. It just means that they have an identity. They're the team that's basically, no matter what the score is, they're going to keep chipping away and trying. Even if they can't score, they're Absolutely. not going to give up on you. <clears throat> I mean, I think they lead the league in empty net goals against, which means yeah. they're close. In most of these games that they're losing, they're close. Um, I, I do feel like every time they come into the third period and they're losing, something that Bugner says to him, I don't know who, <laughs> what he's channeling there, but... He comes in and and um, they always come out hard and and almost coming back or coming back in some some cases. He was, one of our fans had said that he was uh, in between intermissions. He was warning that he was going to bring Vander Kane back. To the <laughs> yeah, so, I'm fine. We're playing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> real quick, Ryan Sontag, thank you for the five dollars. How much hey. of the lack of defense these last few games is because of the long breaks versus the absence of Mario? That's a good point too. Well, I it's I don't think it's the long breaks. I think missing Mario shows you how much he's worth to this team. Um, they just don't have enough depth there to plug somebody to replace him. Uh, he's he's definitely in the top four, maybe even the top two right yeah. now pairing. So uh, he brings a lot to the table and also like helps the other guys kind of. You know, you you play hockey. Like yeah. when you see somebody go, like I think Couture and, and uh, was it uh, Bonino or Cogliano yeah. were talking about this. When you see guys blocking shots and doing all the stuff that you need to do to win, it makes you want to do it. Totally right. Like it influences you. So when you take one of those guys out of the lineup that is an influencer and kind of a driving force of that, um, it, it there's waves. Like it it ripples yeah. down. There's a ripple effects to it. So. Um, I mean, that's part of the reason why they got Bonino and Cogliano and Reimer, because yep. Reimer's kind of one of those guys, too. It, it trickles down, when, and you show it, they show their professionalism to these other guys and what it takes to win. Win a game that's in, yeah. like, December, when, you know, when you're looking back in April, you're like, oh, man, I wish I could have done better. Like, those games, like, they're, yeah. they're, getting, they're getting down there. So I think that's, it's, oh, I hate saying it's an intangible thing. But well, it is. Yeah, it's There's just, nothing wrong with that. It may be cliche, but it, it, it something that is brought to the table. And you're right. When you see a guy lay down and block a shot, we've seen this a thousand times. You watch any replays of you know, look for on YouTube for like incredible, you know, uh, heartfelt plays, whatever. Mm-hmm. You see, I always go back to this guy, uh, uh, Campbell on on Boston and on the penalty kill, blocks a shot, breaks his leg, oh, finishes yeah. a shift. Yeah, are you kidding me? Like that kind of stuff. When he got off the ice. All of his uh, his teammates banging the boards. Um, the, the ref was helping him get off, whatever it was. I mean, the guys appreciate that, and they'll, yeah. they'll run through a wall for you. You know what I mean? So things like that, it, it matters. It really does. You, you hear about how the crowd can pump up a team. It's the same thing with a guy doing something that's extraordinary, like you know, basically sacrificing his body to block a shot. You think goaltenders don't appreciate that? Of course they do. Now, if it deflects and it goes in, it's a different story. But... They, they appreciate the effort. You know, they appreciate that you're stepping in front like that. 
Um, so I think, again, missing Mario Ferraro is a huge part of it. At the same time, I don't want to discount that having a long uh, amount of rest can actually be detrimental, right? Um, not that it's an excuse, but it certainly can hurt. I think you kind of need to stay in the flow of things. And I mean, take it to the extreme. The first games of the season, teams tend to suck. Right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot higher scoring in the first couple of games because the guys are, you know, still kind of getting their legs under them and everything else. There's also so. more power plays because the refs are calling sure. more stuff in the beginning of the season. Sure. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Okay. So. <laughs> This was, uh, oh, we got something else coming. Thanks for the downtown San Jose tips. Hope to see you all on the 15th. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Aaron gave Kellen some uh, some tips because uh, he's going to be here for a game. Yeah, He's coming for the Pittsburgh game on the 15th, so I'll throw this out there to sure. everyone else. Like, He wants to know where to go to get some good beers and brews uh, or other stuff down in downtown San Jose because they'll be staying down there. So um, I told him San Pedro Market, and then there's a whiskey bar and a tiki bar. That's new down there for some other stuff. Um, but I feel like that's just that general area yeah. is a good spot for it. Anyway, for uh, sure. how about we do roll call right now? We can do roll call. Okay, what do you want to ask? Oh, that is a great question. Oh, my goodness. Uh, obviously, where, where are you watching this front? Your favorite downtown spot. Your favorite downtown spot. I love it. Super Producer Jason is on. Sure. Fire. Your favorite downtown spot. Tell us where you are watching from and what is your favorite downtown spot to go to before a game. What is your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> can they I hear mean, you? They can't hear you again. They, they can hear him. It, it picks up on our mic, I think. Right. Um, so, while you guys are doing that, Sachenko, we talked about James Reimer and his stats. Sachenko, yes. um, now his his NHL average, because he's he's played in one oh, game. Oh, jeez. Um, his 9.52 save percentage. 20 out of 21 shots he saved, so one goal against, uh, because it was only there for the two periods of 1.56 goals against average. Um, great numbers. Small sample size. <laughs> um, I had somebody on Facebook asking, is he the missing puzzle piece for this team? No. Stop it. Everyone's looking for a Jordan Bennington. You stop it right now. Right. Um, yeah, of course, everyone's looking for Jordan Bennington. Like, I mean, guys, it's okay for him to come in with a whole lot of adrenaline in his first NHL game and, and play well. And it's also okay for the team in front of him to wake up and go, you know what, <laughs> we we did really, really bad that first period, let in six goals, maybe we should defend. Um, so I think it's okay for a team to kind of, the team to bounce back a little bit defensively. Let's not forget, they had much better uh, possession numbers uh, as the game went on. Um, the, I think the faceoff percentage they had, what was it, sixty-six uh, percent? I think they won two-thirds of the draws uh, by did. the time the game was done. Yep. So getting possession, awesome. Uh, keeping possession in the first period was a problem, but you know they, they scored plenty of goals in the third. Now imagine that, if you will. Uh, what if they only had a really bad first period and not a comically, hilariously horrible? first period where they let in six goals what if they only let in three four. or four right so four is bad but not four is pretty bad even three is bad yeah. four is really bad yeah if they had a really bad first period but then they played the same way i mean we're, we're talking about a totally different game here this is this is potentially where they go up by a goal mm-hmm. right i mean this is it, it gets a lot closer so if you're looking for a positive a moral victory here um you can say, okay, if you kind of scrub that first period effort and you look at the way that they played for 40 minutes. Are you sneezing or laughing at me? <laughs> yes. What was that? It's a sneeze if you laugh. take a look at the way they played the majority of the game, 40 yeah. minutes, they did okay. 
But it was just that first 20 that was really, really However, bad. when you have a six-goal, five-goal lead, yeah. you're not playing as hard as when that's you're at 0-0. Zero, zero. So that's part of it. The other part is the Sharks don't want to leave uh, Sachenko out to dry. Right. Right? Because it's a rookie guy. You kind of want to play for this guy. Kind of, you know, you want him to do well. You want him to succeed. Right. So I think there's a couple reasons why they kind of let off the gas a little. And then when the Sharks, the first, the three goals, the quickest three goals in the third period, yeah. um, I think that caught Pittsburgh off guard. Like, oh, wow, like yeah. this is a one-goal game? What just happened? Mm-hmm. I feel like we were already celebrating a win, and now we have to work hard. And, and that changed the whole game. And I can't remember who it was they played against. Maybe it was Philadelphia, actually, that they played against uh, the night previous. But Pittsburgh was up by a lengthy lead. I didn't think Pittsburgh had played. I think that was the thing. This is their first game in like two or three weeks. Oh, okay. I thought they were off. I'm getting confused. Then sorry. I, don't know. I, could I thought be wrong. they had. I thought I had heard on TV that they were saying that the one of the, last, the previous games that they played, they had this monster lead and it kind of went away. Uh, maybe that was before uh, the big break that they had there. I don't know. Could be. Um, regardless, if we take a look at again the week. Okay, because that's how we look at this show. We don't do it one game and, oh, let's freak out. It's we take a look at the week, right? Or we take a look at a block of time. The Sharks got seven goals against the first game. Then they kept it tight, only scored two the second game. And then they had this monster where they had six goals against in the first. Played pretty well after that, but let it go. If you told me that they had a, the first game was they had seven goals against and they only scored two the next game, then they let in you know eight or whatever it was on the third game, but we came away with four points. That's pretty ridiculous. Kind of hard to argue. Pretty ridiculous. Kind of hard to argue that one. <clears throat> I mean, look it. And the, and the funny thing is, is if you look at it from oh well, they played well, but they didn't get zero points. You try to have it, you know, they this kind of optimistic outlook. Well, they played well. There's no moral victory in that if you don't get the points, right? Right. I think I would rather have them like, well, they didn't really play that well, but hey, they came out with four points. You know, at the end of the day, that's what you care about. You care about the points, right? So it's not a good start to the road trip, though. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's a horrible start to the road trip. Yeah. Well, okay. The start to the game was a horrible start to the road trip. It's a pretty good way to end that game going into the next one saying, look, guys, we can generate offense. We can play better defensively. Even with Sachenko and Net, it was first NHL game. We can do it, right? I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. To me, like this is just after this game, it's like another reason where I have no idea what this team is. Who is this team? Right? They play well against we Philadelphia. Said, we just said who the team is. They're just they're, oh. get somebody. We it's know so... what their identity is, Aaron. Their identity is we're gonna get spanked and then we're not gonna give up coming back and losing. Yeah, That's just... the identity. <laughs> it just it gets my hopes up and then they just drop them. <laughs> He's like, get out of here. <laughs> anyway, looking looking at the record. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 33 games, 17-5-1, which is like, oh, they're over 500. That sounds great, right? 17-5-1? 15, sorry. Yeah. 17-15-1. 17-15-1. What are uh, we complaining for? 17-5-1, folks. Uh, 12 regulation wins. Yeah. So that's 12 regulation wins, 15 regulation losses. I, I like looking at it that way because... That's more of a real tell of a good okay. team or not. Um, they are, what are they in overtime? They're, oh, I forget what it is. They're like 4-1 and one or something. Or not, they're 4-0-1. Oh, like they went to the shootout the yeah. other day. That was the first shootout. I think going into that shootout, or going into overtime, they were 
they were three and zero or four and zero or something like mm. that. So they're deadly in overtime. Nice. The Sharks are, but it's a much different beast. If they make the playoffs, you can't gauge that because that's three on three. It's a much different game than in the playoffs. Right. So to me, it's like, man, this team is going to be that team that's on the bubble almost the entire season and not sell any assets or give up. And they're going to go for it. Not go for it like they're going to get yeah, rental yeah, players, yeah. but they're going to hang tight with what they got and then miss the playoffs. Let, let's let's explore that for just a second here, okay? Um, I, yeah. I, they're not they're not giving up any draft picks Mm-mm. Mm-mm. from second and above, I would say. Right? They might get, you know, a little bit of depth. Depends on the return. Third. I would say it always depends on the return. I don't want to sure. say never. Sure. Never's hard to say. <laughs> I don't think they're giving up a second. I don't think I don't they're think, unloading a I don't second. I don't think they have a second. No, they don't. It's already gone. That is true. Next year's second, they're not going to give that one up either is what I'm saying. <laughs> they're not going to give up a second, any, regardless of what year it is, whatever draft right. year. Yeah. What do you think so. about James Neal? What about James Neal? I know he's on waivers. How much someone asked? Someone asked earlier. It's a good question. <sighs> so, so, so. I'll look it up. I'm on Team Tank all the way. I'll get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, so what does James Neal cost? First of all, second, why? What is his salary? Why? If he's on waivers, his clearly... cap hit seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> why not, people? Okay, why not? Is that right? Just take a flyer on the guy. Yeah, he signed a one-year wow. seven hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar deal with St. Louis Blues. Isn't it funny how much money changes things? Oh, yeah. Now you're like, oh, they should get him. Is Hurdle retain half the salary. You can't retain half. <laughs> no. Kellen Foster. No to, no to Neil. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on that, that uh, boat, I think. Probably a no. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's depth for 750 That's veteran depth for 750 What's the worst that happens? You put him on waivers again, right? And you only blew 750 if you claim a guy in waivers, they have to be in your lineup, right? Yes. Otherwise, they go back to the original team or something. So. I believe so. And if they, have, they probably have to be in the lineup for like 30 days. Let's put them in the lineup. Worst that happens, he watches from the press box. Yeah, I'm not... Well, I think you have to be in the lineup, right? Or if you don't want... No, 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 Does that no. Count? He has to be on the NHL roster, I think. Oh, the 23-man yeah. roster, whatever. They can't force you to play the guy. Yeah. He has to be on the roster, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Does, okay. he count, does he count towards the taxi squad? Oh, stop it. Well, that's even more than the guys in the press box. Like, yeah. why wouldn't... I'm, I'm adding fuel to the fire Yes, here. you are. Jeez. Just not even adding fuel. You're just dumping... You overturned a tank, a fuel tanker on that fire with that. Okay, anyway. Um, I, I, don't think, this. I don't think they do James Neal. I think... I, I wouldn't mind it personally, but I don't think they do it. I wouldn't mind it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him take him. Put it in the comments Depth. down below. Depth. Put it in the comments down below. Not because you think James Neal is going to be the savior for the franchise, but because it's a veteran guy, has some scoring touch. Maybe not this season. Obviously, he's on waivers. Uh, and he doesn't cost anything. Oh, so. you have to clear waivers to get on the taxi squad. Okay. Thanks, Ricky. Um, so, I mean, if we got him, we'd have to put him on waivers to put him on taxi squad. Sure. Anyway. Uh, this Upcoming? week's games. Upcoming games. We're on a road trip. So next up is Detroit. Oh, you're 
See, he was yeah, the camera was on him. Yeah, he look. was expecting me to look at the board. Uh, the magic is unveiled here. So we're Tuesday Detroit, Thursday Buffalo, and Saturday a rematch against Philly. Yes, and I think Philly's going to come out hard. I think so too. So, what do you think for these three games? How many points? I feel like Detroit should be the game that we win. Okay, should be the game that we win. Now again, we just came off of a week where we got blasted defensively. Mm-hmm. Okay, except for the second game against Philly, blasted defensively. Still picked up four points out of six. That's not bad. So to be a little optimistic here, uh, specifically against a team like Buffalo. Buffalo still doing fairly well, right? No, they're not. Oh, okay. Because no. in the beginning of the season, they were. If two, yeah, they were surprising people. Okay, but they like came you back said, down the first ten games. <laughs> All right. So yes, I'm thinking Detroit should be a win here. Buffalo, if they've come back down to earth, should be a win here. We've already shown Philadelphia that we can beat them. Uh, it was not in Philadelphia, it's at home. so it'll be a little bit of a different story. But I feel like if we've got Ferraro returning, I believe so. We also have Aiden Hill joining in Detroit. That's true. Um. I don't know. I feel like we got a pretty good chance here to uh, to take them all. I would be I would be happy with four out of six. I'd be ecstatic with six out of six. Um, duh. Yeah, duh. You can't do any better than I that. I know that. Thank you. That's why I would be ecstatic. I would be ecstatic for seven points in six games. Dude, if you can make it happen, let me know. Um, put that in the comments down below. Um, no. <laughs> no, but like, okay, two points, I'd be like, eh. I kind of expect two points. I'm not overly happy about that, right? I, I'm expecting to get at least two, right? Either a surprise win or a team like Detroit, which should be a win. Um, so, again, with guys coming back this week, too, I think it's more than doable to get four, and I think we can pull out all six. I, I still think these these teams don't impress me that much. That I think we can get them all. So. Your expert analysis, fire away. Going back to Neil, there's a good mix of people Ooh. wanting Neil okay. in the comments. Um, well, I'll show you this. Detroit is 15, 15, and 3. Okay. To me, they are... Eisenman's uh, at the helm now. Uh, they are a young team, kind of like Anaheim, getting some good draft picks up and coming. Not mm. quite there, but they're on, their way, they're on their way up. Versus Buffalo on their way down, okay. uh, on their way up, kind of. So Buffalo in their last 10. They're doing this. Buffalo's last 10 games, 2, 5, and 3. That's bad. Uh, Detroit's 4 and 6. So to me, Detroit's more of like the Sharks team, kind of up and down, up and down. Um, and Philadelphia is 13, 13, and 6. Almost the same as the Sharks. And they're 5, 3, and 2 in their last 10. Okay. And one of those twos is against yeah. us. So I, I think they're going to pull out four points in this. Road trip. Or the next three games. Not the full road trip, but the next three games. If they continue to pull out four out of six, I think Buffalo the season goes on. Buffalo's a win. I'm going to say Detroit's going to be a hard-fought win. And Philly, I'm going to say five points. Oh, really? They're going to get an overtime point. Okay. A loser point. Who do you agree with? Do you think they're going uh, with five points? Um, I, I said I didn't have... And then we're going to come back next week and go, who is this team? Yeah, I know. What's their identity? They should have picked up Neil. I saw a comment there. I think it was Kellen Foster had said if they wanted uh, James Neal, they could have just kept an auto. Yeah. How do you feel pe- about that? No. And then they and then people told him hey, he's wrong. Oh. And I agree. 
Okay. I, Donato to me is, uh, I mean, James Neal. Um, There's a veteran amount of experience that James Neal has that Ryan Donato does not. That and James Neal plays with an edge, which someone mentioned, and I agree. He play, He's a little bit more uh, physical uh-huh. of a player. Um, he is definitely an alpha male that wants to shoot the puck all the time, which the Sharks kind of Could need. use. Yeah. Like you said, uh, selfish. It's okay to be selfish. You'd, every team needs not, somebody like that. Not every player, but every right, team right, right. needs a player like that. So it's kind of like that. I bet if he if they do get him and he's on the team, there'll be like a honeymoon period of the first two weeks where he's scoring goals, and, and then, then he, he just, just disappears. Want him out. Yep. But then you know what? Then he's a Sharks asset who's got some goals under his belt, who's maybe some trade bait. Right, but he also can't move, like skate. So he's he's got concrete in his skates. Okay. So and he's older. Yeah. Can can Neil still move? No. <laughs> was the response. Just set him up in front of the net. Put yeah. him on the power play. Yeah. Our second unit has uh Noah Gregor and names elude me. So uh he, he could probably <laughs> play uh on the second power play unit, no problem, just slot him right in. Right? Right. Okay. Um Okay, so Detroit, Buffalo, Philly, we talked about them. Uh, you wanted to bring up the Winter Classic. Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I like watching the Winter Classic. It's kind of becoming a tradition, but it, usually for, for us on the West Coast, it starts like around 12, 1 o'clock or something, mm-hmm. or even earlier in the morning, 10 o'clock. I don't even remember, but um, they, uh, they played at night in Minnesota <laughs> on January 1st. Yeah. What what were you thinking? Well, you got to bring your shorts. Oh, no, did you see them come off the bus? I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> they were in the shorts. It was it was that Minnesota or was it? No, that was St. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they get off the bus in full beach attire, like they're wearing, like uh, what was it like a um, an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt and shorts and like chubby shorts, like the short shorts. Like they all just yeah. come off like they're going to the beach, and you could tell when they got the bus, they all go. Because yeah. <gasps> you can see everyone's breath, like it's yeah. so cold, and they're all just trying to keep a straight face. It's like, pretty funny. It was supposed to be kind of like a fun little like troll or like a little poke at them, but it turned out to be uh, yeah, really, really, really it's cold. Really <laughs> cold. So it was negative four. I think by the time the game started, it was negative four, negative five. Yeah, five. negative six. Um, well, you put five. I don't know. Negative five. But the wind chill made it negative twenty one. <laughs> Granted, the, you're on the ice, or the players at least are a little protected with the glass, sure. but. Uh, they were showing no, the stuff like they're showing stuff of the fans like their whole. I don't know if it was a beer or a soda or something, beer. but it's frozen. It, it turned it upside down, it's completely frozen. Um, they show people with, like their mustaches had like ice in them and like just looked miserable, miserable. It's a fan holding up a sign said, "I'm cold." Yeah. Oh, you did. You did watch tell. it? No, did but you, I oh. saw a picture of a fan holding up a sign that said, "I'm cold." So oh, the game cool. itself yeah. ended up probably because the goalies were freezing and couldn't move. There was a lot of goals. It was the most goals ever in an outdoor game. So, who knew? Yeah. Uh, maybe the NHL knows more than Not that there's I think so many outdoor games to pick from, but yes, there, there's, yeah. There has, there's been a decent amount now. Because it's not just the Winter Classic, they have the other outdoor yeah, games. Yeah, the stadium this, series. Yeah, yeah, so there's a there's a decent amount. Yeah, they've got a solid 30-something no, games, No, I'd say more 50 or 60. Okay, sure. Less That's than a, a less decent... Than, less than one team's season's worth of games, yes. <sighs> it's a decent oh. amount of games. In NHL history. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it, it, the, the beer, the picture of the beer freezing over, which we don't have 
for you. I apologize. But the picture of the beer kind of bubbling over and freezing over. Um, but it was an ex- stuff. six to four win for St. Louis. It was an exciting game. I don't care about that? But go ahead. Well, Lundy's happy because Minnesota lost. <laughs> he lives in Minnesota. For those of you who don't even know what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, it, I I like watching it. I think it's fun, and it's kind of fun for the kids to see. Like yeah. I have my kids watch it with me. Nice. So I'm like, look, they're outside. Yeah. Isn't that cool? And they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> Can I play on my iPad now? <laughs> All right. See you later. Um, kind of how I feel about this segment right now. <laughs> cool. Parents' kids are 30. <laughs> my kids are not 30. <laughs> kids when he was 10. Um, okay, I guess, is that, is that the end of the show here? We're all out of things to talk about. Unless right. there was a comment or question uh, down that y- you've seen that is worth bringing up. Everyone's saying bring up Blickfield instead of... Um, Getting James Neal. Blickfeld is not the physical presence that Neal is. Yes, he can score, but he can score at the AHL level. I don't know. I still think he's going to get chances just because he's been... Who's going to give him chances, though? Who's on that team that's going to give Blickfeld chances? I don't know. Soon we, well, is he going to get called up to the taxi squad? I didn't even see who was on the taxi squad. Did you? No, and and let's also uh, call out what line would Blickfield play on? He's not going to play on a line with guys Couture. that are. He's not going to play on a line with guys that are NHL regulars, NHL veterans uh, who are overly talented at getting other guys the puck. He's going to end up playing alongside Noah Gregor, right? So I I don't know, I don't see it. But which, by the way, uh, Brett Hedekin was slamming Noah Gregor today. Oh really? Did not like his game. Wow. If you want to stay in the NHL, you need to do something. He told. <laughs> <laughs> serious. Uh, he goes, it doesn't have to be scoring goals, but you got to do something. You know, hit somebody, move your feet, take some shots, whatever. Be noticeable. Do something out there. You think uh, he's going to be scratched <sighs> the next game? I don't I don't think they can. I don't think they can scratch him. You can bring up Blickfeld, I guess, but there's, there's not many options right now. You've got um, guys that are just returning, thankfully at least, but you've got, you know, I mean, LeBanc is out. Not LeBanc has been doing so great this season anyway. But, you know, that's that's an NHL regular, at least in your lineup, even if you've been playing them on the fourth line. That's so, a power play helper right there. Yeah. Kind you know of. whose game he I liked? doing great, but... You know whose game I liked? And I think I'm saying the name right. Hobgavox. Yeah. I like his game. energy. Yeah. He seems like something happens on the ice whenever he's on the ice. He's like, what, 5'9"? That's generous. Okay, I'm 5'7". <laughs> if he's as tall as me... He's my new hero because that guy uh, was was flying out there when he had the opportunity. So uh, my hat goes off to uh, Jaden. I think he's five eight. Five eight. Jaden Habgavox. 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 Go back to the Dan Riznowski episode. I think he said Habgavox, and then he said the ah. He made it like, and I said you have to hawk up the hairball. Habgavox. Right. Right. Anyway, um, again, I thought he made the most of. Uh, his his time in the NHL, uh, as brief as it was for that that game that he got, I think he showed that you know he can turn it on and play, and he can belong, and he doesn't look out of place. Now, obviously, they didn't agree because he didn't play in his last game, uh, but they also uh, went down six to one in the first period. Hoppe Fox wasn't in the lineup. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to bring up there? Okay, um, so here's the taxi oh, okay. squad. It's yep. Megna, Malnichuk, Habkovox. So he's on the taxi squad. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they swap him out with Gregor. Yeah. Uh, Merkley, Ryan 
Brian right. Merkley. Designated for assignment on Texas really? squad. Yep. And Aiden Hill went to the AHL. Yes. You okay in there? Yeah. Are you alright? No, I got that, yeah. Aiden right. Hill. Uh, both Merkleys, because Nicholas Merkley is also on the Texas squad. I was going to say, okay, Nick, Nick's there too. All so right. the Merkley non-brothers are on the Texas squad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think Nick was making the most of opportunities as well. He was, uh, he's was he been playing well in the AHL. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Nick Merkley was impressing some folks. So, um, yes. yeah, maybe we get some, uh, get some Nick Merkley in the lineup. Uh, we'll see here because again, no Gregor. I guess I mean if if Hedekin had his any pull, anything to say about it, Gregor would be sitting out. Gregor ended the game with a minus three, but he had an assist and five hits okay. and a block shot and fifty percent in the faceoff circle. Yeah, it's hard to argue the the, the faceoff dot. Yeah, everybody I mean, did that could well have today. been. When did he say that? But After everybody the first did period? well. Uh, no, I don't think it was the first period. Second period? I think it was during the second. Okay. But everyone seemed to do well in the face-off dot today. So oh, yeah, maybe it was just a bad uh, just a bad uh, outing. Okay. For to put it this way, he was the worst player in the face-off circle at 50%. There you go. Bonino, 64. Peterson, Woo. 67. Couture, 78. Woo. Hurdle, 68. And then Gregor at 50. Hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crosby was 32%. Yikes. I wonder if he has a broken wrist. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, Crosby didn't have a good game today. Yeah. He didn't look good. Yeah. He looked old. He didn't stand out. There was finally, there was a bounce that didn't go Crosby's way, is what they brought up. <laughs> so they were very happy about that. He had that. two assists today. So, that's yeah. That's a horrible game. A multi point game. In, when there's eight goals scored and Crosby gets two yeah. assists, that's a horrible Imagine game. Imagine having Crosby on your fantasy league. You're like, oh, they, they scored eight goals. I want to <laughs> see what he did. Two assists? What? Come on. <laughs> He's not on my team. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Um, any last last ones? No. Good to go? Uh, Merkley's are fraternal cousins. Are they really? I didn't think they were. All right. Sure. Why not? Lies, the Merkley's aren't related. <laughs> and Someone on that said, note, lies are not related. He said. <laughs> said lies, the Merkley's are not related. Uh, yeah. All right. You good? All right, good. Uh, on that note, we're going to go ahead and sign off here. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining in. Thank you for the uh, super chat. I think we had uh, it was a $5 from, was it was it Kellen? Yep. Yeah, Kellen. Thank you, Kellen. Appreciate uh, that. Kellen. No, not Kellen. No. Kellen, what Ryan, the heck, man? Ryan Sontag. Ryan Sontag. Thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate you. Kellen you know, Venmode. It's always this. Did he really? Yeah. He oh, Kellen Venmode. Kellen Venmode. Oh, thank you, Kellen. Is there a quote? Appreciate or, uh, that. But did he say yeah. anything? Yeah, he said thank you for uh, the tips. Thank, oh, thank you for the tips earlier. I didn't know that was from Venmo. Oh, Thanks. from from where to go to, for drinking everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay, and hopefully uh, the the chat helped you out as well with some some other places uh, for you to check out. So there you go. Okay, hey guys, again we appreciate you stopping in. We appreciate all the comments and the questions, getting us going, um, help, helping us kind of think and, and talk with you guys. <laughs> we really do enjoy doing this. So um, if helping you us think, what <laughs> helping us helping think. us think. Thanks. I need sometimes you know sometimes we need help thinking <laughs> on this show. Um, yes, uh, as the producer put down the bottom there, uh, the like, comment, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, please make sure that you do that so that uh, as the season goes on, we're doing more lives. We get to interact with you guys more often. It's a lot more fun having people in the chat, uh, either you know, telling me that I'm wrong and we're going to be a horrible team and not make the playoffs or whatever the case may be. It's always fun to kind of interact with you guys, so please go ahead and do that. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell so that you see when we're going live and you can jump right on in. Um, Oh, yeah, and the shop. Please visit the uh, finfactor.com. Check out 
the cool new stuff that we have. Like Aaron's got this here, this uh, water bottle. It's very, very nice. It's got our little logo on it there. Um, and it's, what does somebody call it? Said it looked like a something. I forgot what they said it looked like. I forget now. Cool Sorry, story, bro. Yeah, my bad. Anyway, I was rolling. Now I'm not. Uh, so for Super Producer Jason and Paul, I'm Aaron. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com, where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.